0: Testing one, two,
1: three on my mic. Testing one, two, three on my mic.
0: Wow, you're kind of hot. Am I?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but how does my level sound?
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, I'm Todd Meister. I'm Paul Colletti. And we're talking pictures with University of Iowa Athletic Department staff photographer Brian Ray. Uh, Brian, how are you? I'm good. How are you
1: guys?
0: Uh, we're, we're, we're good. We doing we, good. We, Welcome back. We want to know about you had like an incredible weekend last Saturday. Yeah. And I was, as it was happening, as I was watching it on television, I thought,
1: podcast. As I was watching it on TV, I thought, I can't wait to see Brian raise photos. Honestly, I, the, the <laughs> moments are happening. And I'm thinking, Brian is going to kill this. This is going to be great.
0: So, to set things <laughs> up for our listeners who know nothing about Iowa football, it was a three pronged weekend for, for Brian. Not only uh, was it an important game for Iowa, but uh, Iowa was led out of the tunnel in the swarm by a, a former player uh, Brett Greenwood and why don't you tell us a little about Brett Greenwood, Brian. Uh, Brett was a
2: former player, a standout uh, defensive back uh, a number of years ago um, and he was in the NFL, or trying to make, I believe it was the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, and it was training at Pleasant Valley High School, when he had, I believe it was a heart arrhythmia um, that caused him to collapse, and he uh, suffered, I believe, what they called an anoxic brain injury, um, which uh, severely uh, affected his uh, cognitive abilities. Um, and put him basically the, the airless and said they put him in a coma for a month. Mm. Um, and I had I had never heard this part of the story, but his parents, um, in meeting with the team on Friday night were relating that uh, as he was coming out of the coma, um, the the doctors basically said, Brett will never see again, Brett will never walk again, mm. Brett won't be Brett. We recommend that you take him home and disconnect the feeding tubes and let nature take its course. Wow. Um, and they chose, they. And that, that, was, that was a very powerful moment to hear them tell that story. Um, they chose the other route uh, to fight and uh, Brett has been making just amazing strides um, and was able to walk out of the tunnel and lead the team onto the field on Saturday night.
0: It, your photos of it, are uh, extremely powerful because you were able to capture Brett coming out of the tunnel, but you kind of have a contraption that you put together that allowed you to get a high angle from from the field level. Tell us about that. So it's, what, it's
2: what's known as, as a cam. Um It's basically just a, a monopod, um, which is a strict day and what it sounds like. It's a single-legged tripod um, with a camera on top and a wide-angle lens. And then there, there's a number of different ways to do it. I just had just your basic everyday shutter release trigger um, so you could hold the camera up high um, and you set the camera to you know, a wide-angle with a wide aperture and just kind of hold it up and pray that everything is in focus and exposed correctly.
1: So is it, um, is it like you know, a... You, 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 you're, is it like a hail mary shot, what? like that—that that old, you know, you stick your arm over your head and just kind of hit the button and hope that the camera's aimed in the right direction, or do you have a way of For, knowing what the camera's seeing through the no, viewfinder? That's
2: pretty much what it is. Pretty much what it is. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is a really, really high hail mary shot. But mm-hmm. um, but but in this case, I had borrowed a, a brand new five DSR fifty megapixel body from Canon, mm. and I borrowed their uh, their brand new eleven to twenty four f four lens. Wow, um, so I was shooting at like f eight and I was uh, right around probably twelve millimeters, thirteen millimeters, mm-hmm. um, so it's a very, very wide shot, and what you find with that lens is it's incredibly sharp mm-hmm. and because it is so wide, pretty much everything's in focus,
1: yeah, so even if the um, camera picks up on the on the back of the scoreboard, the people standing. 15 feet from you are, are still pretty sharp.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's a, everything is pretty much in focus, yeah. you know. And, and I had done some exposure testing, you know, before this one just to make sure that it would look right. Um, but really, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a, it's kind of mental gymnastics is what it is. You know, you're, you're thinking in terms of what the photo, you kind of look through the camera and frame it up and figure out what the photo might look like from that angle and then you just kind of go at it, and then you shrink a little bit, and make sure that it's working, and then you kind of just go. Um, and it's just a good way, because I'm not a very tall individual. Um, and when you're, when you're dealing with, you know, celebrations or, or athletes who are all much taller than I am, it's a, it's a way to kind of get that perspective where I'm not just holding my arms up and still not tall enough to get that shot.
0: The the photo the photo that I'm looking at on my computer is the one that has the scoreboard in the background
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and you know Brett and Mitt exactly that's the same picture mm-hmm. and then um, and, and it is there's nothing about this picture that isn't perfect that's is right. this is this a full frame image or did you have to crop a little bit or um,
2: that's pretty much full frame I mean there there's there are some that
1: I, that I cropped a little tighter, but uh, that's, that's pretty much a full frame image. I mean, it's um, it's pretty it's composed almost perfectly. the The edge of the goalposts are in there. It's uh it's balanced left to right. You've got Brett right center, dead center, right in the middle at the bottom of the frame. And it, I mean, it looks like I mean, it looks like you were on a thirteen foot ladder waiting for them to walk up to you. How many shots did you have to take to be able to to get this image? I mean, the the horizon line is level. Um, it's just like like Todd said. The, it's a perfect shot.
2: The horizon line being level is actually credit to that lens. That lens is an amazing piece of glass. It's a, it's, a, it's really expensive. It's about three thousand dollars, mm. but it's rectilinearly corrected. Like I always have trouble with that word, which means that unlike a fisheye lens, where you know the horizon kind of bends, or mm-hmm. even a traditional wide angle, they the the front element of this thing is just this big bulbous hunk of glass mm-hmm. that actually. Even at 11 millimeters, corrects the horizon, wow. um, so you don't get that weird bending, mm-hmm. um, and so that's a lot. A lot of the function of the of the straightness of that is just it's specifically that lens, which is why I borrowed it for this particular game, um, mainly for the because you know at this game we also stretch the field black and gold, so we do a lot of uh, stadium and and kind of you know poster kind of shots. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I actually had borrowed this equipment for that and it, and it just worked out just so, uh, that Greenwood story kind of happened on this night where we had the, some of this, you know, specialty equipment to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing about that is about this particular photo is so because of the way it sets up, there's so many photographers around.
0: That was where I was going. I That's really, the next thing I was about to ask I could,
2: you. I could I couldn't really walk in front of these guys. So basically, I'm shooting from the press box side. I'm shooting, shooting, shooting. And then at some point, well, at this point, with, with the photo you're talking about, I made the decision to walk across in front of the swarm. So basically, I walked across. I stopped. I shot, like, five frames and kept walking so as not to completely disturb everything, you know, be in the TV shot being, um, mm-hmm. being everybody else's frame. Um, and it's, it's kind of interesting because it was Tom Kakert from com had a video of this. And you, if you watch the video, you can actually see me kind of walk across, stop for a second, and then keep moving. And that's, that's kind of, that's a, the courteous thing to do as opposed to just backing up and walking in front of these guys the whole way. Um, and, and being in everybody else's mm-hmm. photo, which
0: is something I didn't really want to do. But you have the ability as the university's photographer that if you wanted to position yourself where you wanted to position yourself, nobody from the university would have stopped you, but the, well, the Big Ten Network might have been annoyed with you, but the but the but your local press photographers would have lynched you, <laughs> right? Pretty much.
2: Okay. Um, I, I, I have the freedom to go wherever I want, whenever I want. Everybody else is, is more constrained than that. Um, it, it's funny you mentioned the Big Ten Network, and the Big Ten Network is, frank, frankly, they're usually the problem. <laughs> they're usually the ones that are, mm-hmm. that are doing the kinds of things that I'm describing um, because they're TV, and TV can do, they pay a lot of money to broadcast the games, and they pretty much, they can do absolutely anything they want. Mm-hmm.
0: Sort um, sort of like the CBS so, photographer on the 18th green right. at the end of a PGA tournament, blowing everybody's <laughs> shot as he runs onto the green, right? right?
2: Yeah, it's their show. Yep, it's their show. They do what they want, and their world. We're just living in it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so,
2: so I, I didn't want to be that guy. So, but I but I knew I had to get this shot. So, uh, you know, at some point, I made the decision to cross over, get my photo, and then move on so as not to, you know, that's really not interfering with anybody in any real significant way.
0: When, um, I, when I was watching it on television uh, in Wisconsin uh, due to a family commitment, the, um, it was interesting because I didn't really, I noticed you flash across the screen, but I, everybody in the room was so focused on, on Brett that it didn't really, you didn't even see you, you know. Uh, you were more subliminal yeah. than anything else um but then when i rewatched it on dvr when i got home uh i was looking for you cuz i'm like oh he's got to be in there someplace and so um you still just flashed you just flashed across the screen you weren't in tv shot for more than a split second
2: and that was kind of a, that was that was the goal is not to be i don't want to be part of the moment i don't want to be in the middle of it um i need to get what i need to get and then then I wanted to move on and be respectful to, to what the moment is, because that, that's a, it was a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. The, whole, the whole weekend, it was a very powerful thing to be part of, and it's something I'll never forget, and it was just, you know, you, you don't want to be become part of that story.
0: Yeah. We, help, we transition into, you know, your access as a university photographer um, does do you ever does your muscle memory ever default back into press photographer where you're like oh wait a minute I, I can go there?
2: Well, a little bit. I mean, I, I I try to treat the games or the events like I always have. Um, I don't. I, I try to cover it very documentary style. Um, tell the stories of the game. I mean, there are, there are certain things that I am that responsible for doing um, that I wouldn't normally do. Um, things, you know, donors on the field and things like that that, that kind of get in the way of that, that documentary mode. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I just I just kind of do what I what I've always done. Um, but what but, but in, in, in what you're asking is I, I don't worry about where I go. I don't I don't worry about whether or not. You know, I can be there because because in this setting, at least at home, I can pretty much go wherever I want.
0: Have you had a problem Um, on the road? Have you had a problem on the road? On the road,
2: it's different. On the road, it's different because you're you're in somebody else's house, and and they you know they don't know me. They just I'm just another photographer. Um, So there there are still places on the road that I can go that not everybody else can go, and that's mainly in and around our bench um, and in our locker room. Mm-hmm. But but I don't have just complete freedom on the road as I do in our building. In our building, you know, I have an all access pass and I can do whatever I want to do. Um, on the road, on the road, typically I just have a normal photo credential, um, so I'm I'm more limited to what what most other people can do.
0: Well, that leads me your all access pass leads me to the next two two questions. One, the kick and two the photo in the locker room of the celebration mm-hmm. with uh, following the kick with Brett that, that those are they're they're one and the same and then they're not the the i are you the only one that got the kicker turning with his with his arms up or did someone else get that uh-
2: uh, there's lots of photos, and it's, it's funny you should you, you bring that up because I'm still I'm still debating internally whether or not I was in the right spot. Where were um, you? I was I was amongst the Iowa players. I was I was basically if you if you watch the kick on TV, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a photo from a high angle. I'm I'm actually standing right next to Brian Perkins on the sideline. Um, but. Uh, Typically, and, and I know this from years of experience, and when a kicker makes a kick like that, they turn around and they run backwards towards the end zone that they made the kick from. So the place to be is actually in the back of the end zone behind the kicker. Right. It always works that way. It always works that
0: way. Yeah, he never runs towards the opposition. He no. runs. He turn no. take, usually takes a left turn towards his bench if he's on, the bench is on the left, and then runs backwards.
2: Yeah, that's, the, right. that's what they always do. I chose to stop it must have been probably the thirty-yard line, forty-yard line. Okay, slightly behind where the kick was, um, amongst our players. Um, so I have my 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 angle is huge in that that I have him celebrating with the ball going through and Taj Boyd looking up. And then him with his arms in the air, um, which are two two unique photos, two photos that I'm really proud of. But if you go and you look at like Cliff Jenny's photos from the Gazette, from or uh, Justin Porner, who who was uh, one of my counterparts from uh, University Relations across the river, um, and you can see his photos as part of the uh, the exposure story that we did on the game from the from what is the South End Zone you get kind of a more sweeping sense of what happened. You get the whole bench celebrating, you get Marshall turning and running right at you, um, for the, for the whole length of the celebration. So it's, I don't know, I I still have this internal debate about whether or not I was in the right spot.
1: Where, where do you think you would have gotten a better angle? Where those other two photographers were you mentioned or just?
2: Yeah, I I think, I think the South internal was the place to be. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, not even so much for for even even more so for what happened after the kick um, because after the kick the whole bench poured out onto the field so I'm running with our team carrying all my gear um, trying to keep up with Division One athletes um, <laughs> and like I said I'm Lord, not tall. I thought
0: you won some sprinting I'm, championship I, re- oh never mind
2: yeah I'm not <laughs> tall I'm not skinny I'm not fast. So trying to keep up with Marshall Kane as he sprints down the field, carrying you know 30, 35, 40 pounds of extra gear, it's just it's just not a good place to be. It's not it's not a good situation to be in. Hey man, you, and,
0: didn't uh, again, had, like teen, you didn't get run over like the team. You didn't get run over like the cheerleaders, dude. Got nailed, yeah. Funny well, thing is, I did. Oh. Did you really? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> when, the, when
2: when they hit the cheerleaders, right about that time. Again, if you look at the exposure story, you'll see. There's a wide photo of the scoreboard where you see Hawks and you see Marshall kind of off to the side and the security guard. Yeah. Right after that photo was taken, I got hit from behind and pushed into that pile.
0: Oh, oh damn. And, Ouch. Ouch. and the Ouch. reason
2: you don't see any more celebration photos from on the field after that is because when I got pushed in, first I had to crawl out. <laughs> Settings on the pole <laughs> cam got changed.
0: Oh. And oh. so
2: every frame, every frame that I have from that moment... Until I stopped for a second, and you could actually hear the camera taking pictures. So I was like, "Wow, that sounds really, really slow." Mm. The exposure had gotten changed, and every frame was white,
0: completely white. Uh, I hate it when so that happens. Do, so I
2: do this all kinds. I had I was sitting next to Marshall, and he had his arms in the air, and he so still there's all kinds of stuff that was just completely lost mm. because I got pushed into that pile. Heartbreaking. Um, yeah. and that's. And that's just the way it is when you're dealing with that, you know, and yeah whether it's crowds crowd storming the field or players storming the field yeah. it's it's you know the cheerleader, the cheerleader's kind of the fine point of it. it's an incredibly dangerous thing to be part of,
0: yeah, well, yeah, I've been on that Everybody
2: the, I, around you yeah,
0: yeah, I've been on that field for, bigger big, than you. go ahead, but. Well, I w- I've been on that field for big wins before, back in the day, and before they, they did a better job of stopping the students from storming the field. And not only the, the, there's those good-natured students who want to celebrate with the team, and then there are those not-so-good-natured right. students mm-hmm. who want to take your legs out from underneath mm-hmm. you as you, they run by yeah. on purpose. Right. So I remember one specific indication, one um, time it was me, I think it was me, Doug Smith, and somebody else. We had taken our monopods off our 300s and when the... You know, we had our wides in one hand and the monopod in the other. And the monopod was like a baseball bat <laughs> to, to keep, you yeah. know, like to, to fend students off with, you know, like a baton, a, a cop in a crowd. Because, you know, you're shooting, you know, bam, get out of my way. You know, yeah. you know, stop trying to, you know, the kids would slide to try to take your legs out. Jeez. Yeah. No, it's it's a little frightening. <laughs> wow. But I never got yeah, hurt doing that. I got that. I got hurt at a high school I got hurt at a high school game. Yeah. Some kid from Alido, no, from Rockridge ran on the field yeah. and went out of his way to forearm shiver me from behind. <laughs> and I didn't go down. And my my uh, doctor said, had I gone down, yeah. my back wouldn't have been so messed up. Yeah. Oh, but God. I stayed on my feet to protect my gear finished shooting the celebration Ouch. and yeah. my back seized up in the car on the mm. way home from Rockridge to Yikes. the dispatch of Moline. And I actually missed the state championship the next week because the doctor told me I couldn't be in a car for that long. Wow. So I had to edit Ouch. two angry photographers when oh, they right. came back yeah. who hated each other. That was I so fun yeah, yeah yeah they wouldn't yeah. they would come into the room where I was editing separately and wouldn't they hated each other so they wouldn't come into the room together to show me their black and white prints for the photo page that I was That's editing. Crazy. yeah
1: that was a lot of fun yeah Two angry ladies well, while we're sharing stories, I got kicked in the groin by a referee who tripped over me at a basketball game once. <laughs> and you think I was embarrassed being kicked in the groin by a referee tripping over me? He was embarrassed. He got up. He was so angry at me. I don't know why. I was had been sitting there the whole game where I was allowed to be, and he kicked me out of the re, the arena in front of I don't know how many thousands of people. Get out of here! You're out.
2: That's, that's embarrassing what? right there. He's <laughs> embarrassed that he
1: got you. Yeah. So he. Yep. Yeah. Hey, gotta, hey, I'm trying to crawl off the off the hardwood without. Without throwing up after having just gotten kicked between the legs by this guy by accident, so it,
0: so that's why you yeah. wear a cup to all it, that's exactly Western right. Big Six yeah. basketball yeah. games. Okay,
1: <laughs> I ought to wear a mouth guard, too. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the feel. So I didn't. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure what got me was one of our players um, because they, they know me. I'm around the team
2: a lot, and I think they were mm-hmm. celebrating. I right? think one of them just hit me from behind in celebration, like hey, and didn't realize how hard he hit me. Yeah, <laughs> and. Fingerprints. And down I went, and <laughs> so that's Ouch. You know that's, yeah. it's part of the deal. Yeah, it is but part of the deal. It was pretty scary. It was pretty scary. It was pretty scary down there. And I, I bet. I can't imagine what it was like to be that that cheerleader who actually ended up at the bottom of the pile.
0: Yikes! Yeah, unbelievable. Oh. The uh, so now we move on the celebration. You've reset your settings on your on your pole cam, and now you're in the locker room, a place where no fan is allowed to be. Uh, a place where no media are allowed to be. Uh, it's a it's a inner sanctum, and they have their celebration uh, with their 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 you know their inspirational uh, alumni ex-player. Uh, what was that like? That was,
2: it was pretty amazing. I mean, that's so basically basically how it works is you get a celebration on the field, and I waited on the field so far. Um, so I, and I ran up the tunnels following Marshall and into the locker room and, and as I'm running, I'm changing the settings on the camera, um, because I, you know, the locker room, the lighting in there doesn't change. I mean, it's, it's a cave. Um, so whether it's day or night, the locker room is always the same way. So I figured out what the locker room settings are. So I'm changing the settings on the camera and basically just running in with him and just starting to shoot. Um... And, you know, it's, it's kind of a strange, because it really is, when you say it the it really is a sacred place. I mean, they, they treat the locker room as a sacred place. Um, and so you kind of have to, to stop and, and, and almost switch modes a little bit and try to disappear into the crowd. Because as coach is talking and as you're having some of these, you know, important moments, you don't want to be distraction, I guess um so but but what they always do after every every win is they sing the fight song um and so that's one of those things that will happen after every game and and the photo you're talking about is, is is what that is i mean coach had presented brett with the game ball and kind of rolled him forward into the crowd and said you know lead the team and and they all started to sing and that was it was, a, it was a pretty powerful moment. And, and again, I mean, that, that was shot with the pole cam. So I have a decent idea of what that photo is going to look like. But but I'm standing you know, behind, I'm probably three or four rows behind four people where where the camera ended up above Brett, um, just kind of praying that the photo was what I thought it was going to be. Um, so I didn't even see it until I was walking back to the photo and kind of clicking through I'm like, all right, there it is. I got it. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, a, it's kind of a an unnerving because you're you're just kind of hoping because this because again, everybody in that room is taller than me. Everybody in that room is bigger than me, and so you don't you, you, you can't force your way anywhere. You can't. just have to kind of get get high and hope and hope that everything is the way it should be.
0: I mean, it's framed. I mean, you have anger uh, who's. You know, Indianapolis mm-hmm. Colts fans will know who he is. Fabulous football player, uh, just screaming high back. He's arching his back, and then um, I don't remember what 34's number name is, but he's kind of—he's kind of anchoring that left-hand side as it sweeps around, um, and then you just your focal point just goes right down to to Greenwood, and it's it's really—I mean, this is an iconic photo for Iowa. I mean, yeah. this is this is the, you know, this is a, the kind of picture that will be in history books of Iowa football. It is the kind of picture that will hang in their the university's uh, athletic department areas, big on a wall that everybody will walk by and just. I remember that day, right. even if they watched it on television yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's Rob Houtland. You know, Rob Houtland beating Michigan, which you know, I was there for that. That sure. was the, that, the, the moment of moments in your Hawkeye, you know, fandom or, you know, photographic them or whatever you it, want to
2: call it. And anybody who was part of that remembers that. that yep.
0: Talk about. Yep. Yep. I still have the Boda I was drinking out of with the score scribbled <laughs> in, in, uh, in, uh uh in a Sharpie hanging in my basement. If I ever redo my basement, it will become, it will get, you know, immortalized in a better place than it's currently have but I wouldn't dare drink out of the damn thing after 30 years
2: yeah. <laughs> no I, I probably wouldn't avoid doing that but I probably wouldn't be to wife
0: well uh, you, had a, you had a full day man I mean this is I was thinking about you uh, as I was trying to get the game we had to go for, we were in Wisconsin and we left the family gathering to get back to another family member's house and there was that interim at halftime where we're trying to get the game in some Wisconsin radio station and you can't get it you know anywhere and so we finally get back to the house and get a beer and get settled and sitting on the couch at my sister-in-law's house and it's like, oh God, you know, it's oh, 57 yards. You know, I mean, you, I don't think you had to be an Iowa fan. I mean, you, yeah. I guess if you hate it, if you hate Iowa football, then it was a bad day for you. Yeah. But if, you but a, if yeah. you're a football fan, or just a, a fan of stories of great stories, that Saturday is legendary. Well,
2: there was just there was so much stuff. I mean, just there was so much need to that. Um, you know, with with the Greenwood story, with um, the, our Black and Gold Spirit game, when we strike the game every, or strike the stadium every year, um, the game itself was a, was a really good, hard fought, you know, tough football game, and then to have it end the way it did was just was just amazing.
0: Yeah, Coach made the right decision on the quarterback. By the way, he's just better. <laughs> <laughs> that kid, I'm just I'm just
2: those decisions are above my pay grade.
0: I I just that was that was the coach made the right choice. I I applaud yeah. Coach Ferns I it just I he C J is is uh, oh man that kid's gonna if he keeps going at this rate he's gonna be an Iowa legend if he keeps making throws like he did against Iowa State or runs like he made against Iowa State mm-hmm. and Pitt. I mean he was looking at the play clock with what three seconds left on the clock he lays down gives himself up so to set up the kick I mean he was looking and running and looking at the play clock I mean Mm -hmm. uh, not a lot of quarterback first of all nobody could run the ball since Brad Banks who's played quarterback for Iowa no one's been able and Iowa's success tends to you know they've had strong-arm quarterbacks before but their most recent great successes like going to the Orange Bowl with Banks is uh with a quarterback that knows when to run and and Mm -hmm. if it the play breaks down the Iowa's you know offensive line is usually good enough to be able to you know give them enough room to throw but if the 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 coverage breaks down there's usually a wide open lane to go and and I know we're descending into Iowa football Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) uh, stuff but it's just it must be a joy to cover them right now because it just seems like such a fun atmosphere.
2: It is, and you know, and, and, and winning, winning kind of solves everything. And it's you know, it's and, and actually, you know, it, it's been a joy to work here right now. I mean, we, we've had tremendous success recently. You know, our volleyball team beat Iowa State for the first time in eighteen years uh, the night before the Iowa State football game. Um, soccer beat Iowa State um, that Thursday night. Um, you know, the volleyball team had been, had been, was like on an eight game winning streak. Um, field hockey's been playing well, you know, and just every, every, one of our sports that's currently in season has been doing really well. Um, so it's been, it's been really fun to just be around right now, um, because we've been having quite a bit of success, which is, which I, which is the
1: goal. So yep. Where can people go to see all these great photos? I mean, Todd and I have been looking at them here on our computers, but is there is there some place that you know uh, you want so, to direct so people to? And,
2: and 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 this couldn't have happened at a better time. We we had decided there's a there's a platform called Exposure um, that, that some other schools and, and brands have been using, and it's it's basically a a website creator kind of thing to, for displaying photography. Um, and we we had made the decision. You know, like Friday that we were gonna that we were gonna do this if we won the game. Um, so our first, the launch of our exposure site was essentially Monday with all the photos for this story, mm-hmm. um, and then since then we published the photos of the week as well
1: yeah. on that same
2: platform. But you can you can find it at theiowahawkeyes.exposure.co. dot exposure. dot that's theiowahawkeyes.exposure.co.co
1: um, .co. is yeah. our new and, .co. yep
0: and you don't have to subscribe you can just type that in and then you can pick which stories to go to right I yeah, mean you should subscribe you yeah.
2: can you, you can subscribe and that way you will be um, notified every time we post, post something new um, but it's a it's it's fantastic way to look at photography.
0: It really um, is.
2: Just, just the way that they display it. It's mobile friendly and, and they're really not that hard to build. It's, it's pretty intuitive from the back end side of, of how they get built. Um, that it's, just a, it's just a fantastic platform to display our images. What it, um,
0: so what we're always it,
2: we're, per, we're pretty excited about it.
0: What amazes me about is I'm looking at the first few photos on that page. I'd scrolled back up to the top. Was that your day on game day, starts awfully early, because you've got um, the well, athletic director on a train going, you know, <laughs> you know, going to the game.
2: What you don't see is at 9 o'clock that morning, I shot a volleyball game.
0: Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. You're a busy guy.
2: Yeah, so we but... had we we volleyball going on in town. Uh, we had a tournament going on. So I shot volleyball before covering football that day. So oh. it's a, it made for a very, very long day that you know, we try to, we try to cram as much stuff in as we can. And, and so, yeah, I rode the train for a while with the athletic director. I tried to, you know, on that day, there's a lot of tailgating going on. So we tried to get a little atmosphere and, you know, we'll just try to, try to tell the story of the day. And that's, that's the, uh, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. And it can be, it can be daunting sometimes, but it's, it sure is fun.
0: Well, any young photographer who listens to us or any fan of sports photography should go check this out. Yeah. Um, Brian, thank you again for fitness in between sporting events today <laughs> yeah. that you have to cover. You're off to the boathouse now, right?
2: Yes, we're we we're, uh, we're going to shoot a little rowing this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, our our rowing team uh, doesn't have very many home events, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little practice practice session with them today. Cool. Um, just so we can get some uh, some imagery that we can use as they compete until until they uh, have a home event. So nice. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go spend some time on the river now.
0: All right, brother. All right. I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Paul Coletti, and uh, we've been talking to Brian Ray about his excellent photography from the University of Iowa. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. The Talking Pictures Podcast is a production of The Dispatch, The Rock Island Argus, and QcOnline.com. To see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast, be sure to go to talkingpicturespodcast.blogspot.com.
2: Talking Pictures is produced by Todd Meisner, Paul Coletti, and Todd Wolvert. Thanks to Laura Anderson-Shaw, Meg McLaughlin, Laura Frames, and Randy Fisk.
0: The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incomputech.com. Make sure you subscribe to Talking Pictures on iTunes or SoundCloud.